Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on popular podcast hosting sites including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blueberry, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, and at www.vhha.com. You can also hear episodes of the podcast each Saturday at 11 a.m. on WJFN 100.5 FM in the Richmond area. Please listen and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Send any questions, comments, or feedback to pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Again, that's pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Today, we are joined by Hillary Tackett, an award-winning nurse at VCU Health Community Memorial Hospital in South Hill, whose personal and professional journey is an inspiring story of perseverance. Welcome to the program today, Hillary, and thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It is our pleasure. Hillary is a past recipient of VHHA Speak Up for Safety Award, which recognizes healthcare professionals who intervene in challenging situations to ensure patients' medical needs are met. Hillary earned that award for her problem solving on behalf of a life support patient under her care. The patient's family wanted the woman transferred to a larger medical center, but complicating factors were getting in the way. That's when Hillary jumped in and cut through the clutter by elevating the matter to hospital leaders, which led to the patient's transfer to a larger hospital. And that's how Hillary came to our attention. And I just have to tell you, Hillary, uh, you really impressed a lot of people on our team who heard your story and were there uh, to present you with the award. So someone who's hearing that story and who doesn't work in healthcare might wonder about the challenges of attending to the needs of different patients in a demanding healthcare setting and intervening when a different approach is needed. So for the perspective of people who don't have that experience, Hillary, from your viewpoint, what's that like as a working nurse? Well, we see a variety of different patients. And I work in the intensive care unit, so we see like a CHF patient, respiratory patients, and each patient has a different story, different outcomes, different families, situations. And my goal at the beginning of my shift, of course, is just to take care of that patient and do what's best for that patient. And sometimes different things can come in the way and uh, scenarios can happen. And in this scenario, it was hard for me to stand out and speak. It was the first time I've actually had to do something like this. But I knew in the end that it was going to benefit my patient, and that's why I do what I do. I reached out. I work in a hospital where I'm supported by wonderful leaders, wonderful directors, support me and my clinical decision thinking. They were able to help facilitate, you know, getting this patient transferred up the road that needed to be there to get the care that she needed so she had the positive outcome that she did. Well, thanks for sharing that story. You come from a, a healthcare family. Your grandfather was a doctor and your mother's a longtime nurse. Your path to becoming a nurse took a little bit more of a roundabout path due to some personal family and educational circumstances, and that's connected to that perseverance that I mentioned earlier. If you would, can you just tell me a little bit about your journey to nursing and sort of the, the roundabout or circuitous path it took to get to this point? Sure. I love talking about this. So I knew from a, being a little girl that I liked to care for people, and I wanted to do something to care for people. As you mentioned, my family is compacted of multiple healthcare professionals, and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So I started out in a CNA program and became a CNA on just a med surge unit at my local hospital. And while being in that program, my grandmother was actually diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, this was the second time it had come back. 
and eventually was placed on hospice, and we had the hospice nurse come out to the house, and she was just wonderful. And just watching her with my grandmother and watching her with my grandfather and just our family as a whole and seeing how she cared for us and cared for my grandmother as a whole, I was like, you know, I want to do that. I like being a CNA. I like caring for my patients, but I want to know more. I want to be involved more. I want to be able to just do more. And I wanted to know why we would do certain things, not just the hands-on part, but evidently I just needed to do more. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I decided to enroll in the RN program. And at this time, I'd already had one little boy. So it was hard, but and we got through it. And during that program, I welcomed my second little boy. So I took a, a year off, continued to work as a CNA on the floor, transitioned actually into the intensive care unit because that opportunity approached me and I wanted to jump all over that. Became a nurse in 2015, pushed through it all with all these challenges. Of course, having these little boys running around at the same time and working, got it done. And I've been in the ICU ever since. And it's just been the best thing that's ever happened to me. I feel like I wanted it. And that's what I did. I worked hard. I pushed through the challenges and I I graduated. I had wonderful people along the way. I worked in the ICU in which I was a CNA and now I'm an RN in that same ICU. And I had wonderful preceptors along the way of directors and other nurses in the unit and physicians. And if I had a question, I'd be like, hey, why is this happening? So they were very supportive and loved to educate and help me along my way. So that was a big thing that helped me get there. Well, that's a a great story. And as we said, one of, of perseverance. So you're to be commended for juggling all of those life developments and life responsibilities and still making your way to accomplishing your your dream. So you you mentioned that you had some young boys along the way. How many kids are in your family now? Well, I have four on a given day and five if you include my husband on some days as well. (laughs) I imagine my wife would probably say the same thing about me. Right? We mentioned that you work at VCU Community Memorial Hospital in South Hill. Let's talk a little bit about rural hospitals, which are so vital to the communities they serve. And yet, rural providers face an array of both economic and staffing challenges. There is, as many people know, there is an ongoing health care workforce shortage issue that is expected to only intensify as the years go on and more people from the baby boomer generation age into retirement. As you think about South Hill and the surrounding area, what does Community Memorial Hospital mean to the local community as someone with your perspective who's lived there for many years? You know, like you said, it's a community. That's the big thing. Community in that name. We are a community and we are a family uh, of taking care of almost all of our community come to VCU CMH in South Hill. And, you know, they say they wouldn't want to go anywhere else because they don't feel like just a number. They feel they're part of the family. They feel like they matter. It's it's hard to say, but it's just a community. Uh, everyone looks out for everybody. We take the time. We have the bedside manner. You know, unfortunately, we don't have, like, level one. We can't offer certain things that tertiary care centers can offer. But when that's the case, we make sure that our patients are transferred and need that care that they need. Right, and that's consistent with what you did uh, to earn the Speak Up for Safety Award. Right. Um, 
did I hear, I, I thought I heard a little something in the background. Is that one of your young ones playing with a toy? Is that what I heard? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, not, not a problem. My, my son does the same thing to me when I'm uh, taking work calls uh, in the evening. So I, I, I completely understand. Before we go, Hillary, I'd like to ask you a few quirkier questions that are not so much about your professional life, just to give people a little bit of a sense about who you are beyond the work you do. And so here is the first one. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given and why is it important in your life? Well, I'd have to say it's from my granddaddy. Um, And I get a little emotional talking about it because he passed away two years ago. And if if you've actually heard of Grey's Anatomy, it's about somebody being your person. That was my person. Mm -hmm. And if he said, if you want something bad enough, you go and get it. And that's how it was actually with nursing for me. I wanted it bad enough. So even though, you know, I face any in everyday life, if I want something bad enough, I just do it. You just go and get it. You work hard and you do it. That's what I'd have to say. Well, that is good advice, and you've you've lived that advice uh, through your personal experience, which we're talking about here. And then, just to clarify, is that your grandfather, who's the physician that we mentioned earlier? Yes, he okay. was an OBGYN, and um, I live in a small community, which everybody knew him. And it's funny, he delivered me. <laughs> so he was a great doctor, great physician. So. It's, the, it's the circle of life, literally, yeah. in your case. Yeah. The next question is, in the imaginary hypothetical scenario that you were on death row, what would you want your last meal to be? Oh, man. Um, probably oysters. They're my favorite. <laughs> I could eat them any time of the year. How do you like them prepared? Anyway. Okay. Fried, um, over the steamed, raw. <laughs> anyway, they're my favorite. <laughs> okay. All and right. I can make a meal out of them. Okay. And to close our conversation, we will present you with the question that we ask all guests on VHHA's Patients Come First podcast. If you were stranded on a deserted island, Hillary, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself occupied? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what one book, one album, and one movie would be in your personal survival kit? Mm, that's so hard. So the movie, I can go ahead and say, would be Steel Magnolias. It's older, and it's a classic, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a little bit before my time, but it's an all-time favorite. It's early Julia Roberts. Yes, exactly. Now, the album, (laughs) I don't really listen to albums. I I just do, like, Pandora or something, but probably Chris Stapleton. Tennessee Whiskey I like his albums. <laughs> okay. And the book, hmm, I don't know if I should really say. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of listeners do we have? <laughs> so probably Fifty Shades because it's quite humorous and quirky in the same in the same um, sentence. It's, it's, it's popular literature. I think it's okay. <laughs> no, this is a judgment-free zone. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are released. And thanks again to our guest, Hillary Tackett, a nurse at VCU Health Community Memorial Hospital in South Hill for being with us today. Thanks. Thanks for having me.